Pete's Anchor Podcast, Hebrews 6.1, the first two foundational principles of the doctrine of Christ. Hebrews 6.1, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. This verse has a parenthetical phrase, and is kind of negative. Uh, as a teacher, I, if I wanted to make a question difficult, I would just add a negative, a not, and a math problem or anything, multiple choice, which one is not. Uh, it becomes trickier. And I think God, uh, in using the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in His Word, uh, challenges us sometimes to really think about uh, what's being said. And I find a great way to do that is to memorize the verse. And then you carry it with you. You can think about it and uh, reflect on it during your week or time. I, I've been memorizing verses with uh, an app called uh, Verses. And for over 400 days, and uh, this is one of them, one of 25 passages I've memorized. Some just one verse, some as many as a psalm with uh, Psalm 91 with 16 verses in it. But uh, I just started going to take this Hebrews 6 1 because I think it is uh, fundamental, uh, foundational truths of the doctrine of Christ, and uh. They are found in the second part where it says, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Repentance in the Greek literally literally is metanoia, which is meta change, noia mind, kind of like paranoia uh, is a problem with the mind. Uh, Metamorphic rock is a rock that is changed, so metanoia. Uh, changing of the mind, or simply a synonym would be to reconsider. Uh, To reconsider is to uh, repent. Um, Of the uh, times it's used in the Old Testament, 80% of the time God is doing the repenting. And in the Old Testament, it's not a Greek word, but a Hebrew word that implies sorrow. It repented God that he had made man, for example, uh, involving... um, the flood. So it doesn't always imply sin. Uh, changing your mind about something. I, I argue that there can be good repentance and bad repentance. You wake up and you think you have to go to school when you were in school. I was in school for many years as a teacher, uh, recently retired, and uh, you wake up and you start getting ready and then you go, oh, it's Saturday. I don't have to go. That's a good kind of repentance. A bad kind of repentance would be you're at the car wash and you get out of your car and uh, you realize you've locked your keys in the car. That happened to me uh, many years ago. And uh, it was not fun to call my roommate and say, hey, I need, uh, need you to bring a set of keys down for me. After that, I always had a magnet box uh, so I could unlock my own car. Anyway, I digress. Repent, to change your mind, to reconsider. And if you're following along in Hebrews 6, 1, 
Uh, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again, that's where it gets a little confusing, the foundation, the, the foundation of, and there's six things listed here, two in chapter, or um, excuse me, two in verse one of chapter six, and four in chapter, or, uh, verse two of chapter six. So we're just going to take a look at the first two here. Repentance from dead works. Uh, if you're trying to work your way to heaven, uh, as Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, for by grace ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Um, Titus 3, 5, 5 says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. But we're not saved by works. And we need to repent of dead works, because as far as salvation goes, good works are dead. And I know it says in James chapter, faith without works is dead, James chapter 2. That whole discourse there, the second half of chapter 2, and I, again I digress, but why not? Um, it's, it starts in verse 12. It says, speak and do as those that shall be judged by the law of liberty. Uh, James is the first epistle written to the church. Um, it's not opposing Paul. Paul hasn't written anything yet. Uh, this was uh, James was written in um, the in the BC 50s, and Paul's writings were at the end of his ministry in in uh, I'm sorry AD 50s, and Paul's writing was in AD the AD 60s. Anyway, James was the first epistle to the church, and he starts with brother, brother, brother. It's written to believers. He's not trying to get them saved. He's trying to get them to get to work. And uh, to to act like to speak and do as those that shall be judged by the law of liberty. One of the principles here in in verse two is uh, the eternal judgment, and so that's very important to realize when you're studying the Bible. That's a principle, foundational principle, and uh, Christians are judged at the uh, bema seat, at the reward seat. Um, and uh, for the good and bad, Paul says in Corinthians, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ uh, to give an account for the good and the bad that we've done. But it's not for punishment in heaven, uh, poss- unless you consider loss of reward punishment. Um, but I think heaven's going to be a pretty wonderful place. And um, I would like to think that I, I'm serving the Lord for... Uh, for what he's done for me, not necessarily for a reward, but that's probably in the back of my mind. You know, I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, like like all the believers do. Uh, I don't particularly want to rule 10 cities. I've had enough ruling of my classrooms for 33 years, and, and I can uh, I can pass on that. But anyway, heaven's going to be a wonderful place and a lot better than the alternative. Anyway, uh, we're talking about the first two fundamental foundational principles of the doctrine of Christ. Repentance from dead works. Change your, and notice the preposition from. It's from dead works and faith towards God. From, you, re, you turn from dead works to or toward faith in God. And I'll just tell you, my t- that's exactly what I did 48 years ago. I went to a Bible study. I was 18 years old. A cheerleader asked me to go to a Bible study. I said, 
lead the way. And I really didn't. I said, a Bible study? Are you kidding me? What? That's weird. I mean, come on, a Bible study? Uh, she had to talk me into it. But but I went, and uh, I had just six months earlier lost my brother in Vietnam in 1972, and I literally hated God. I would stand in my room, I can remember, and just curse him and say, you impotent, you know, you couldn't help my family. My parents were crushed. Um, my brother was 15 years older than me. I really didn't remember him living at home. But I think I hurt mostly for my parents. I've heard it said when you lose your, when you lose a parent, you've lost your past. When you lose your a spouse, which I've done, you lose your present. And when you lose a child, I hope I don't do that. I have two boys. Uh, they're in their 30s. Uh, both police officers, uh, but I hope I don't lose them. You lose your future, and uh, I really don't want to go through what my parents did. But I, back to my salvation, the night I trusted Christ as my Savior. I, I went to that Bible study hating God. I interrupted the, the teacher, and there were 50 kids at least from my high school at this Bible study. It was, uh, I think it was a great awakening in the late 60s and early 70s in our country you know about the historical great awakenings of about every every century has one and they don't last very long and they usually start with young people but anyway uh that night uh i was shown ephesians 2 8 9 i remember probably romans six twenty three. the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life the wages of sin is death it's not good works it's not walking old ladies across the street or being good and i had pretty much given up on good good works because i couldn't uh keep Lent and I would give up something and then break down and whatever I'd given up, which I just, it was something trivial, but I couldn't even do that. But anyway, um, so I knew if it depended on me, I was in trouble, but, um, I was pretty much destined to go to hell. I would say, I don't, I, I don't know anybody in heaven. I, none of my friends are going to heaven. None of my family's going to heaven. We're not that wonderful of people. Uh, but anyway, um, I I repented from dead works because it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And that, in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, lest any man should boast, you can't brag about something that was given to you, a gift. I mean, I, I don't think I would uh, brag about that. So uh, anyway, uh, that made sense to me. But I needed the faith towards God. And that came, as I recall, 48 years ago, with John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, and I like to say that God had me at whosoever. Uh, it was a prejudice time. We were just integrating the schools. Uh, people weren't getting along with people that they'd never been around before. Uh, and and I just knew it, was, I, it wasn't right. I, I, if I was going to follow any God, a God that was... Uh, not a respecter of persons or a God that that would save whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I said, that's I'm in. It's a free gift. He gave his only begotten son. And uh and you know some people say what I what I promote is uh cheap grace and I I take great offense to that because there was nothing cheap about the, the death of Christ on the cross for our sins of the whole world. Um, but he does offer it 
it says uh, in the word over and over again as a free gift and i was in i was i, I was all in another preposition on jesus christ uh, i used to i had to jump taught to jump out of airplanes uh, in the military and the sergeant said before we made our first jump trust your equipment and i only jumped seven times i never was in a jumping unit other than in training and then in the reserves when i left active duty or I went in the reserves for a couple of years and they, they liked to, in the early 80s, they liked to throw you out of airplanes when you were that. But anyway, I jumped uh, five times at airborne school, once with the 82nd that same summer, First um, Brigade, and then uh, then in the reserves uh, in the early 80s, I jumped uh, again at Fort Benning as I was just there for 30 days. Anyway, uh, I was always the first guy out the door and uh i only remember it being hard to to leave the airplane um which i did on command i didn't hesitate because uh, the drop zone is moving quickly underneath you you got to get the stick out of the airplane quickly um the first guy's called the wind dummy and the last guy has a good chance of if he hesitates then the last guy's going to hit the woods and that's not a pleasant thing to do anyway trust your equipment if i just told the jump master i just watched uh, Mary Poppins, and I, I bought this London, uh, very expensive umbrella. It looks just like the one she used. I'm going to put all my faith in or on this umbrella. And, uh, you know, the jump master said, go for it, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be here if I had, it's, it's not the quantity or quality of our faith. I, I love my favorite verse about faith is when, when a man came, a parent came to a, to Jesus and said, uh, "My child's sick, and I believe you can, you can heal him." And Jesus said, "If you believe, then I can do it." And and his response was, "I believe. Help thou my unbelief." And I think that verse points to the fact that it's not the quality or quantity of faith we have. He, Jesus said, "If you have faith, the grain of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain." And uh, so it's not the quantity or quality of our faith. It's the object of our faith. A little bit of faith in Jesus Christ will save you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in, that the preposition, in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And like the writer of Psalm uh, 23, uh, the last verse, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Uh, David knew, even though he made mistakes and sin he knew that his redeemer lived and that he would live with the lord forever and that god wants to forgive everybody and will forgive everyone that believes and you either believe it or you don't and like it says in the at the end of the book of acts uh, in paul's last um, time on the earth before he was martyred uh some came to him in in rome and and believed and some heard him and did not believe. Anyway, um, so just to recap Hebrews 6, one, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. So the first two fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ are turning from 
dead works, realizing that you're never going to work your way to heaven, and faith in a God that loves the world and gave his only begotten son. And I'm just going to end with this. If there were 50 people that had two minutes to to sell each other on their different faiths, and I was chosen to represent uh, what I believe the Bible says, uh, I would have said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And pretty much... uh, you know, say it's a gift and it's uh, God loves the world and he offers it to whosoever believes and just say next. And I don't think anybody could follow me and, and, and present a better religion than that. I've never heard of one. And I wouldn't have fallen for anything short of, of amazing grace of John 3.16 and the concept of dead works and that it, we're not going to work our way to heaven. And that bothers some people. They say, what about my good works? And they, they're not going to save you. And after you're saved, they're a good idea. And it's my experience at 66 that they become easier at... Uh, anyway, uh, I'm I'm all in on God. I'm memorizing verses, and I'm retired because of a near-fatal motorcycle accident, so I couldn't teach anymore, and I got disability. And uh, So I I went to a conference this weekend, and I heard about podcast so this is my first one and hopefully uh, i can get it online so i hope you believe in the god of john three sixteen, and i hope he he has you like he had me at whosoever for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life anyway out here <laughs>